10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Long ago, three boys in Northern Virginia lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when puberty and their separate lives attacked. Only this podcast, master of all the hours of their lives, could save them. And when the world needed it most, it happened. A hundred years passed, and my boys and I discovered a new pastime, Twitch streaming. And although our audio skills are great, we have a lot to learn before we're ready to stream to anyone. But I believe this podcast and all our related content can save the world. Welcome to Are We Friends? I am your co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. Few things. Uh-huh. What? One, I forgot that puberty was part of the, your little intro speech. <laughs> it That's a yes. bummer. Cool. Thank you for that. Uh, also, did you say 100 years? 100 episodes. Yeah. You said 100. You said 100 years. Ah, well, fuck me. I knew I was going to fuck <laughs> See, up on I one thing. I, I was <laughs> so confident. I was so confident I was going to stick that landing. Every episode feels like a year. So, yes, it's been 100 episodes. <laughs> but anyway, everybody, welcome to Are We Friends? The only show on the internet for 100 podcasts now where three boys... Go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore <laughs> or if it's just inertia. Uh, <laughs> we ignore <laughs> words that come after 100. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week, we had uh, a lot of people. This week, we're talking about something that a lot of people, actually more people than ever, have requested for. We're, for the next three weeks, going through each season of Avatar The Last Airbender to give a really in-depth uh, look and discussion on each of them. Yeah. Before we get started on that, thank you. Just want to come in with my 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 bummer moment. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Things still going on in Richmond with the protests. Yep. Still happening most days. The police have stopped attacking us for like a, like two weeks now. I think, which is that's, yeah, that's good. All right. Um, but all the the focus that is on the tearing down of the monuments still not not like really meeting any of the demands that the protesters are asking for, and they just put an injunction on that. Uh, so they can't take down any more monuments yep. until it's resolved. Um, so even the so per- they couldn't oh, even, okay. could even finish that purely symbolic gesture. Yeah, even that the performative, yeah, any, thing even the performative a, yeah. answers like come up short. <sighs> yeah, so that's that's a bummer. Um, we'll still have our links up, and we're looking into to some other things that we can do soon. Or I am, but uh, we'll leave it we'll leave it at that for now. And uh, for as for Avatar, I I specifically wanted to also cover season by season because I had not rewatched the show before we did our last episode, and I feel like I got a lot of stuff wrong, and it was embarrassing. And I want I want to just go for it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Take two. for an entirely unrelated reason, uh, let's talk about an imperialist power that's broken down by a ragtime ragtime ragtag grassroots oh, r- movement. Oh my God, screw it. Let's talk about Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> a group of ragtime pianists, yeah. which was it, the world. It was nice because I started watching through the whole show again right when mm-hmm. the protests started, and the show is surprisingly like anti-fascism and like anti-imperialism. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. All sorts of which 
Legend of Korra, by the way, completely opposite. It just turned around. They're oh. like very pro police and very pro system. I don't. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We fixed it. The there was only the bad guy. The bad guy wasn't what the Fire Nation was doing. It was just the Fire Nation. So we can do the exact same thing, but we're the good guys. We promise. Oh, they literally no. <laughs> in the first season they have a council of people that they're like that they were corrupt. That wasn't working. Let's switch it over to one president with all of the power. Dude, they just pre they Star Wars prequel. Yeah. They just Phantom Menaced it. Oh my god, they really did. People, but what if we just give it to one guy instead? God, boy, suck. isn't it inconvenience when we have to listen to several people? Well, it didn't really work the way that we <laughs> yeah. designed it perfectly, so let's throw that out and just go to demagoguery. <laughs> like, just, like, okay, cool. So we just saw the history the of the 20th century. Yeah, in Korra. Yeah, like- <laughs> It were, I mean, they only had one Fire Lord, and their nation lasted at least 100 years. Shut so. up. <laughs> yeah, right? Passing down from father to son, the People's Republic of the Fire Nation. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with season one today. Book of Also known water. as book one. Water. Water. It, yeah, it is book one, water. water. That is my favorite, one, like, water. one of the TikTok memes that I love is just whatever, like, water, water, water. <laughs> Water. <laughs> like, and they, it's like, they splice it with a bunch of videos of water. Yeah. It, is, it is quite funny. Yeah, I like that. Like what new plant owners do. Like water. It's just like throwing water balloons at tomato like, plants like, after a while. Tremendous. Or like when I'm out to eat with my girlfriend's family and they're paying. What will we all have? Water. 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 <laughs> so I actually have every, the the titles of every episode. Nice. In front of me. Oh, good. Because um, then we can we can get the whole thing and not miss a single beat. Hell yeah. I think man. I remember almost every one of these episodes. I, w- I was going to say, as someone who, uh, as the, I think the shock of this revelation also fucked up the previous episode to make it a little more general, was I had never seen the show Avatar The Last Airbender before. So this is my first viewing this time. So I have watched all of book one. Um, I rewatched a couple episodes today just to keep everything sharp, but... This will be my first time going through nice. it, and it'll be the other boys' second, third, multiple times. Yeah, this is the Many most time. prepared I've ever been for an episode ever because we've watched this whole series like five times since it's come on Netflix. Because it's That's just like okay. it's, it's just like on that the you guys television. Just watch the same TV over and over. There are very few things I've ever watched twice. You sink into except it, except for when I was a kid. You know, it. The you don't have anxiety slash depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say. I know like I that. do because if if I'm rewatching a show, all oh, I think go, about is the time that I'm losing. I'm like I already know going, this. Content. I don't care. I don't. Yeah, I can, I can replay it in my mind when I'm in the shower or something. I'm wasting my time by watching it again right now. <laughs> well, the idea is like we, it's never just like all of us like all right, day I of work that. is over. Let's watch this TV. It's like no, it's on all day while we're working. So like yeah, it's like but you're then doing it slows other down work and i'm like i couldn't be if i'm gonna be wasting the time anyways i could be using that doing either more work or watching a new thing see i'm with you hori i i think that like having things on in the background slows me down that's like that's not the kind of worker that i am Mm -hmm. i am in love with someone who is that kind of worker like has Uh, the radio playing with the show going and like that's the way she works and like we just work in different ways so now we work in different rooms. <laughs> we, we all oh, know that Emily 30 Rock Downey is. That is, Emily, that is Emily from Downtime with John and Emily, which is another podcast on our network. You can go the find network, at do. the links that we have all over the place, probably. Absolutely. All over the place. Well, it's funny. I remember yeah. in high school, John and Emily would just long form quote, like minutes of 30 Rock, like oh. line perfect at a time. Like, what was funny about that? 
Yeah, I don't. I was gonna say. I, I, said it I was thought amusing it was, part I thought it was, was what? It was over, I had a good and you could go it. back to your life. That would be good. I thought it was very. Funny. <laughs> that- uh-huh. It does have a nice security because so, uh, <laughs> whenever she says something like, that doesn't sound like you said it. It's because it's a 30 Rock quote. There we go. That's, Figured yeah, it out. They, they have a change of tone. They do have a change of tone. And it is nice. I'm like, oh, cool. I get to look at my phone. For the <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> well, uh, uh, we love okay. you guys. Okay. <laughs> so, first two episodes of Avatar. The Boy are, in the Iceberg. And then the Avatar Returns. But they're the there's a, that's like a two-part. I guess it's not a two-part. That is essential. It's... The, it operates. It's not labeled a two no, part, it, but it is. A if two it part. doesn't say part one, part two, it ain't right, a two part. Right. The whole thing operates like one giant awesome movie. So yeah, it does. Yeah. God, it would be amazing uh, if someone used that structure that was already there and made a fantastic film about it. But hopefully, it would be, wouldn't it? Unfortunately, no one's ever done that. By the way, so. it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And something like that would definitely not be on Netflix, so you could accidentally click it instead of the show that it's right next to. Yeah, that we didn't would be. Been like half of our episode talking about it last time. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Yeah, but so I I think what rewatching it this time, what I thought was really interesting is how much of absolute children they are when it starts, and like yeah. after mm-hmm. knowing everything that's gonna happen, and like seeing how bad the war is across the all the nations, you're just like mm-hmm. you want to go penguin sledding right now. There you you have to get going. There are things <laughs> to be doing right now. Yeah, and you want to just gallivant across the world doing fun stuff that's not appropriate right now it is funny to see like how in the first uh, few episodes Sokka and Katara are kind of like hey you know maybe we should kind of ease them into this like maybe we don't have to talk about the war right now and then like halfway yeah. through season one like oh no no we're doing nothing but killing the fire lord like this is this is what has to it, happen I was gonna say it's it's actually I actually think that's a it's a very big strength of it where you get this seriousness of uh, the use of sort of black and white characters in those moments. Obviously, all these characters have layers and are interesting and complex, but like that use of like Sokka and Katara and the Water Tribe are good, and the Fire Nation is bad and scary. I love good and evil, is dude. Good to be great. Well, it's also great in that because it fits with the, it it helps reinforce the childlike nature of Aang, especially in that beginning where he just goes. These people are nice to me, and this child is funny because she laughs when I do when I do things. So I'm going to teach them to do funny stuff. And Zuko has big scary eye, and he pushes people around that I like. So they're bad. Like that sort of that introduction, I think, is very simple and very effective in this for uh, coloring sort of Ang's journey, especially just for me alone through book one. Yeah. But also, I assume throughout the series, like they do a great job yeah, I, of like yeah. showing a realistic representation of these children. Like children are not complicated things; they have like this view of the mm-hmm. world, good, bad, and and as the world develops and becomes nuanced, those characters like that it it parallels their development into like a more adult morality where they understand that mm-hmm. okay, yes, Fire Nation is bad. Everyone else though is not perfect, but we know like exactly, we have yeah. to understand that you know it's different shades of gray. Don't get me wrong; it's a pretty goddamn dark shade of gray with the Fire Nation, but there are shades <laughs> I, of gray. No, yeah, no. I think there, Brian. You wouldn't have seen it yet, but they definitely do add a lot more layers of complexity way later to the to the Fire Nation. Is not just a pure. I believe evil. that they do. They do. Uh, that makes sense. And I think everybody does come to understand that the Fire Nation is not pure evil, but as far as like learning to be responsible and caring about what they need to do during war times, the only one who has it right from the very beginning is my boy Sokka. Yep. Yeah, it's true. He, the entire time, knows exactly what's going on, exactly what needs to be done. 
we didn't care when we were children because he wasn't as, as fun, I think. Well, it's, right. I like how like, uh, the, the dryness that he starts off with, like, I, and this is my flying bison, Appa, and this is my flying sister, Katara. Like, like absolutely <laughs> not. Like, not for a second am I putting up with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, sees he's from day one. Yeah, day sees one. literal magic. Like, he knows his sister can waterbend, and, like, no, that is what I've seen. That is what I believe. And you will have to fucking yeah. prove anything it's, else to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes him so long to, in any way, feel lesser for not being able to do magic like everybody else can. Yeah. Well, actually, I was going to say so. As a just a brief, quick burn through of the synopsis of the the first two episodes before we get into the rest, um, it's basically Katara and Sokka are members of the Southern Water Tribe and they're hanging out in their boat. They're doing their thing and they find a gigantic thing of ice with a little boy and a flying bi- or a, and a big bison with in six it. legs and they with six legs they crack <laughs> at it and they're like, hey, what the fuck? It opens up and the little boy is like, hi, I'm Ang. I have an arrow on my head and all this sort of stuff. They meet, realize that he is the Avatar who has been frozen for 100 years, who was supposed to be the Avatar before, and hasn't been since 100 years because he's been frozen. He starts to kind of get acclimated to the world as is. Prince Zuko of the Fire Nation is heading to the Southern Water Tribe, gets there, and is like, give me the fucking Avatar, I swear to fucking God. And the Avatar is like, fine, I'm here. And they have a conflict, and then Katara, Sokka, and Aang are like, we got rid of Zuko for now. We're going to go to the Northern Water Tribe where you can learn to waterbend because your goal, Aang, is to master all of the elements, not just airbending. Yes. The entire time that, that Brian was going through that, by the way, he was doing hand motions, but instead of Sorry, being I'm used to the <laughs> different based on what he was describing, they were all kind of slow, like, jogging <laughs> hands, but just kind of yes. moving forward depending on the, the cadence of what he was saying. And, and, not and some of them were a little more happening. open if they were not. Yeah, exactly. And, like this. So on the second episode with uh, Zuko, shout out to my boy Dante Bosco, uh, who Rufio. absolutely and also but i'm a cheerleader with natasha leone and clea duvall he is also that and he plays like a oh shit yeah he is there's some weird That's lgbt you wanna, uh movie history there for you but you want to call that out before hook i, uh, I mean it happened I said before hook. um but like i for whatever reason like, <laughs> anyway, i knew so- who rufio was and i didn't put it together that jake long american dragon and this guy from this movie that <laughs> i watched like pretty developmentally, but I'm a cheerleader. So, We're also Rufio, but anyway, we get a American hint. Dragon Jake Long. I was gonna oh, say hit me a little weird the yeah. other way, Jake but Long. all the Jake words Long. were there. I'll American take it. Dragon. I'll take it. All the words were <laughs> yeah. there. It's fine. American Dragon <laughs> gra- Graffiti by George the Dragon Lucas. American Jake Long Dragon. That show is fucking <laughs> awesome, <laughs> though. Yeah, if it you was. didn't watch American Dragon Jake Long, it's pretty take sick. A, take a take a dip. <laughs> But we, Take a dip. we get a nice uh, view. Uh, I think it doesn't really land until you think about it later of the complexity of a character like Zuko. Because in the third episode, we see Admiral Zhao, who is like great season one villain and absolutely like the scumbag. Uh, I don't care. I'm going to kill everything. I'm Fire Nation sort of guy that we kind of set Zuko up to be. But in that second episode, uh, Aang realizes that the fire bending that he's blocking might accidentally hit the Water Tribe members. And he goes like, if I go with you you going to leave everybody here alone? And Zuko goes, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I just want you. Uh, and then, like, takes him. And then just, like, like kindly treat him. Like, they cuff him. They're going to walk him down. And, that, like, for the Fire Nation response, it was pretty goddamn mild. Um, so, like, I that, think Zuko already yeah. there has that, like, slight warring. Like, I 
there's a part of him that knows what the right thing is, and he's still struggling with that this early. Well, from the beginning, yeah. he thinks he's still doing the right thing, or the Fire Nation is doing the right thing for, yeah. for reasons that you don't get to hear mm-hmm. more about until, again, way later, because the show unravels like very slowly. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think Admiral Zhao is, who is not Admiral at the beginning. He's Commander Zhao. He's Commander, Commander yeah. Zhao. Uh, you, you, he, I think he's particularly bad, because just like Zuko, there are a <laughs> bunch of other people who are just rank and file and are just doing normal military have, procedures and yeah, like, are still in a oppressing horrible force in a country and should know better yeah but they they have emotion they're not like they're not sorry they're not gleefully enjoying the suppression of people they're like we have to do this or they're like whatever it's just my job like they're just normal spectrums of how they feel about it they're normal nazi bad like they're just doing their jobs right whereas admiral zhao is him takes particular ss officer like i fuck this is so sick i was gonna go with like uh angel of death yeah. Mengele? Yeah, pretty much, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess he doesn't, you know, full, for a kid's show, he's, he's Mengele. Yeah, if he's kid's show. Oh. Well, we see him, like. He's kid's show Mengele, okay. Yeah. We see, like, how <laughs> conniving and scheming he is at the beginning, because he, like, sets mm-hmm. up this false premise in the third episode. Uh, like, no, 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 just come and, like, oh, General Iroh, the Dragon of the West, please have tea with me. And we find out he actually took them so he could interrogate their crew, find out that the Avatar's there, reveal he has the power. Then Zuko um, challenges him to an Agni Kai, which is like a firebender duel. And Zuko wins by doing nothing but like strong fundamentals, strong fundamentals. And I beat this cocky <laughs> asshole. Yeah. And Zhao almost like strikes at him after the thing is over to like get back at him. And Iroh like grabs him like, so this is how the great Ad- uh, Commander Zhao acts in defeat. Disgraceful. And then like... For your- <sighs> For your Are We Friends scorecard, this is the second time Taylor has taken particular interest in someone winning by only using fundamentals. <laughs> Please see our fighting games episodes. For yeah, I don't know episodes. what it is. Like, there's something really cool about that. Like, it's uh, it's like the WNBA Dude. thing. Like, yeah, it's yeah, dope games. The, like anime, I get it. It's fun. The uh, <laughs> during that third episode, our our main crew that starts getting referred to as Team Avatar at some point. Uh, Not till the second season, actually. Not till the I was second. gonna say That's they right, don't yeah. say anything like that in the first in the first book. Uh, anyway. They are they are visiting the Southern Air Temple where he, mm-hmm. where Aang confirms that all of his fellow air nomads have been uh, genocided by the yeah. Fire Nation. In, so that's a like, bummer for him. One of the dopest yeah. reveals because uh, they set up Monkey Atso, which was Aang's like um, father figure, his one of his best friends and his master, mentor, his, his mentor, friend, yeah. and uh, he discovers the genocide like in Matanami by finding Monkey Atso's body. And I want to talk about that one frame yeah. where they see yeah. it because Monkey Atso is like, he's in his robes and his robes are a hundred years later, just kind of tattered. So clearly he was exactly, not hurt yeah. very much. And he's just surrounded by fire nation bodies, just like a like, field of bodies. So many so like, of them. Oh shit. When a good monk goes to war here. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, there's a thing that, Aang later on we'll talk about more Ryan I'm so sorry <laughs> it's so much is, this this show is constructed so masterfully that like pretty much everything continues to be oh, tied I, through, yeah. to, through I, to the absolutely. end yeah, like, I, I want to talk about how great the payoff is gonna be so you get excited about when we're talking about the setups there's here pay, there's payoffs in this book yeah. that we yeah. can talk about yeah. no I'm, I'm just saying that uh, have... well, like, uh, but there's more payoffs <laughs> Aang does have a focus on not killing people even mm-hmm. though 
pretty sure he definitely yeah, kills not people really throughout. in this one no no <laughs> that's what he says he for sure kills people we lies yeah but it's like it's the clear Batman that it's not completely style. from the air nomads that he gets this because Monkeyatsu no. clearly murdered like what fifty to a hundred fire Dude, soldiers right there it's war I don't know if they were they were invaded I don't know what to tell you he might as well do it like what is he gonna do non lethally push back the firebenders who are incinerating his entire clan of monks like right fuck uh, them i absolutely blow them to smithereens get rid of yeah, them break their necks like, i don't care Aang and batman <laughs> have the exact same like oh i don't kill people like batman you punch people off of buildings maybe your punch it's, itself didn't kill that person but the 40 story drop afterward i'm gonna bet you did I, <laughs> that's very they they're they're a little disingenuous with with that in or it's a little sketchy in uh batman begins there's that one where he goes uh liam neeson's fucking on the train that's about to blow up in wayne tower and he's like i'm not gonna kill you but i don't have to save you and he jumps off of the train <laughs> away from him and i'm like you killed him yeah yeah you let him die understand like, what batman does i get what you're yeah. saying and you're you're way more stringent about this rule in the second and third you know the other movies but like you lied in that first movie. You just straight up lied in that one. To like, be fair, I didn't. I didn't take it as that he was lying. I, I took it as like he is saying, like, no, I'm gonna kill you this time. You yeah, get to exactly. die. Like I'm choosing exactly. to kill you, and um, I'm gonna make a joke out of it too. This is this is the thing. I will. I will. I kind of push back with the the Batman comparison of how Batman is disingenuous. I think Batman does actually make a huge effort not to kill villains, uh, especially in stuff where he explicitly talks about it. Like, in, in a lot of those comics, a lot of those things, he does irreparable damage to people. Like, people don't walk after encountering Batman, but they're alive. Like, the Tim Burton one has one where he throws a guy down a shat. Like, but he doesn't say, I don't kill people. Like, there right. a lot of the ones where he's explicit is where he doesn't actually kill people. Aang, though, I, I do think there's the difference of there is a war and an occupation going on. Like, yeah. Batman is in his own city basically just doing street crime rips where he has the luxury not to have to kill people yeah. because he's got all this money and stuff. He's Ang is facing an army and there's and like a, an existential threat to his in world. This, in the season finale, there's literally a point where he is like, I destroyed a dozen, at least like dozens of boats, which has to imply casualties on some level, <laughs> even if he's super careful. Like an accident would happen I mean, and a guy would bonk his head and die. You like, see, yeah, but, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, in, I'm saying, incidentally, even if he was trying, someone would die because it's a war. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, that's that is how because I I was watching all of his murders throughout the show. They're all like that. Or it's it's in the background. Yeah. He's like, yes, I stopped them. I'm like, that guy definitely died. Yeah, <laughs> like <that>. those four <laughs> boats are on fire and that's in frame. <laughs> like, I, I can yeah. see that people are being burned to death. Like, are they are they all firebenders? Are you sure? Are they all gonna get yeah, out of like, there? Exactly. Yeah, like I will say a quick shout out to my boy Spider Man who has literally let hundreds if not thousands of people die he to avoid killing almost someone. actively kills people all the time. Yeah, that's Spider Man. <laughs> no, I'm saying no, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah, he just lets people. Yeah, like. Spider Man so badly avoids killing villains that he lets many, many, many people die in pursuit. A of lot this. more people die. Exactly. Yeah. That's a that's a funny, and I like that this is a tension with Aang that stays almost until mm -hmm. the finale of the show. Uh, which will it's absolutely all the way to the finale of the yeah, show. All the way. That's to the why I'm, I'm saying show. this. 
this whole conversation really is a season three conversation. It is. But it does bring up okay. like one of my favorite questions because I feel like this show does ask a lot of questions uh, like all good like all good stories do and especially good stories for children do. Like they make you think about stuff like this. And one of them is like, when is it OK? Uh, is it OK in what context to take a life? Uh, and that's like a huge and increasingly explicit question. Uh, and it's fucking cool. Yeah, so consider that over Definitely. the next the next three episodes of Avatar that we'll be doing. Oh yeah, big time. Absolutely. So then so after, yeah, go for it. Go ahead. No, no, no. Ooh, I was just I, I was just gonna move us to the next episodes, uh, which is the Warriors of Kyoshi, Kyoshi Hell, Island, Kyoshi yeah. being Kyoshi. the previous Earth Avatar, the one Earth before starting Avatar, two before Aang. There was Avatar yes. Kyoshi, Avatar Roku, and then Avatar Aang. And before Kyoshi was the Surfer Stoner Avatar, who I'm pretty sure did more harm than good but that's just me we're gonna get into that later yeah i believe he did nothing uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah this is a big um it's a big episode for everybody i'd say because they're just getting into the flow of like let's start kind of the journey proper at this point is what i can tell like the third the the north the southern air temple visit is is still i think it's like the end of the introduction because you see a little bit more of the Avatar state. You see a couple things with Aang. And his purpose finally gets to, I'm going to move forward on some level. Yeah. Like, even if it's not fully, like, he's still got to deal with things in his past. He's like, let's go on this journey sort of thing after this point. Um, it is one of the last lines yeah. in that episode uh, where all the different temples of the different nations that, like, observed the Avatar or helped mm-hmm. with the Avatar all glow when he goes into the Avatar state this time at seeing Monkey Atsu's body. And one of the last lines is, like, the Avatar has returned. And, like, yeah, yeah all right, exactly. we're about to fucking, you know, out of first exactly. gear, we are in this show now. Yeah. I want to talk and real fast. And the first thing he does is fucking get a big, fat ego because a bunch really of does. girls simp for Aang, and he is there for it. Okay, what does simp mean? <laughs> Please help me. Please help no, me. Please help me. Help me, Brian. If you're going to use it, you have to be able to explain it to us. Help me, simp me, simpy one. You're my only help. It's it's ostensibly, there. there's a little bit more nuance to it, but it is, like, essentially white knighting, but it's being a fan. So, like, when a Which? girl, or when someone is, like, Twitch streaming, for example, and you're like, Wow, I love your hair. Wow, that's so great. Oh my god, what an that, interesting that day. Person that's is a so simp? amazing. That is you're a, you are simping for someone, so you would be I thought it was hazing. a noun. It's well, a noun and a verb. And what type of people use it. use it? Is this a bad word? Is this like one of those right? I honestly like, I've been using it words? as a meme. It might be bad, but I it's just so I hard don't to tell, dude. Every time a neologism I mean, I, comes around like, all right, where did I, this come from? I don't I don't use it as bad, but I will probably stop using it now because it might be <laughs> bad. Forced like, to think about it. We uh well if, if <laughs> please message us if you understand Tim. Yeah, if there if whether honestly, or not we should be using it. If there are people who are using it that are bad people, please tell us. If not, and it's just a thing now, I then fine, I'm gonna keep using it. Watch um, let's, like someone just shoot us immediately the urban dictionary like simp synonym cuck like okay well that solved it like that yeah. that that's oh, no. okay. I I mean I have a I have a browser right in front of me I'm not going to look it up no, please don't look it up no. please um, uh, the yeah. what I, I on the flip side I wanted to talk about Avatar Kyoshi real fast who is the currently like, I've seen well well loved by protesters on the street yeah. she like later on <laughs> liter pretty almost verbatim says no justice no peace she's like, oh wow. <laughs> She's like so well in line with the the demands and being like, oh holy shit! Way. 
Just, That's just so you know, I will continue to talk about her. She's also the uh, the only female Avatar since the previous Airbender. They seem weirdly. Oh wow! Oh, I thought they were for a second there. I thought they were like male, like man, woman, man, woman, and that that doesn't that doesn't hold. No, yeah. no, no. Because Roku just, and Aang, uh, and then Korra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it seems like maybe huh. there's one female every like four, like every, every like when, every like set, you know, every generation. Because the previous yeah, yeah, Airbender you. was a woman, um, yeah. and that's we never get her name, unfortunately. Like she has one in canon, but it's never said in the show. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you would know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's his, it's her as the Airbender, and then Kyoshi is Earthbending, and then Korra as Waterbending. Yeah. So I feel like that that means that before the airbending female, there must have been a firebending. A firebending female. female. Radical. If we if we follow this pattern of Lots three. Of, yeah, like if we yeah. <laughs> but speaking of gender dynamics, this episode yes. is perfect for that because Sokka we is. see is a little bit like he's got that very simplified version of like, oh, the only good people are the men who go to war and I'm a man and girls suck. And that's the that's the dichotomy that I understand right now. And he goes and they get captured by a bunch of warriors. And he goes, where are the men who ambushed us? And one of the Kyoshi warriors who are all women uh, who dress in like a Kabuki style war uh, uniform go like mm-hmm. there were no men. We took you. And he goes, nah, I don't think you did, girlies. And they just, like, immediately kick his ass. And he has to, like, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. I have a lot to learn. Like, I had a huge moment of growth here. Please teach me how to battle with fans. And they go, yeah, but you have to wear a dress. And he goes, okay. <laughs> like, it is, it's a great episode. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's yeah. very good that they have that kind of thing from the beginning. It's, like, it's awesome yeah. to see. And that it's Fourth not. episode. And yeah. they're, like, yeah. And it's not even just that the entire show is saying, like, this is. This is the way that it is. It's it's good. Period. They're actually showing characters who were wrong and yes. learning from it and like well, being stronger for it. And and the thing I actually like about Sokka's lesson is that he is one. I appreciate uh, all of these characters: Ang, Katara, and Sokka, and uh, not necessarily in this book, but kind of uh, Zuko as well. Like he does it to a lesser degree because of his own hangups. But they acknowledge when they're they're not like stubborn and stupid sorry they're not stupid about these things like when they see the lesson they're like oh wow i was a fucking idiot they can read the room they're not like because i feel like some characters in other media are are made stubborn or dumber by their creators to like extend the lesson out or make it more obvious whereas these characters are treated as people and they're like yeah i'm fucking smart enough to go wow a bunch of women beat the fuck out of me I'm not going to double down on my Misogyny. chauvinism. Yeah. I'm going to go, wait, I know where I stand. I'm a fucking idiot here. But the thing I love about Sokka's lesson is he goes, at the end of this, there's this big conflict, the situation, and they're saying goodbye uh, with Suki, who is the main, who is like the leader of the Kyoshi Warriors. And she's sitting there, it's like, no time for goodbye. And he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, what? She's like, why? And he's like, because I treated you like a girl when I should have treated you like a warrior. And she goes, Sokka. I am a warrior. And then she gives him a smooch and goes, but I'm also a girl. Yeah. Like, she's like, they're not mutually exclusive, you big dummy dummy. <laughs> and then walks away and he's like, go. Oh, wow. I'm, I am I learned the real lesson. Fuck. That like, I'm totally that was, yeah. into Suki Keeps forever. <laughs> yeah, that's the real <laughs> and then lesson. Yeah. He never got over it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you make a, a good point, Brian, because they're literally only obstinate while their emotions are still high about Yes. And they've been wrong. And once they get time to calm down, they always come back and they are like, go, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh. I'm sorry. 
yeah, they are they are all surprisingly um and it's a thing I like about it's a it's a character trait that Aang inherently has. Um and that uh, Sokka and Katara kind of do as well, but that's more from like you can tell that Grand Grand and the Southern Water Tribe like instilled that in them from their interactions. Whereas Aang, it kind of adds to his sort of child savant, like prodigy uh, nature because he is the avatar. He has lived a thousand lives a thousand times. He's mastered the elements over and over again, all these sort of things that he has, that he's 12 and he has this wisdom to stop and this emotional maturity to go, you know what, Katara, I'm sorry for being mean. I was just upset because I wanted this. And you're like, you're 12. You shouldn't even yeah. be able to register the word sad right now. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I thought you would be more of like an inside out with your emotions here. Like there's just yeah, like, five of them. <laughs> but I love uh, that's a so with the, the Sokka Katara uh, being siblings, we get a lot of parallelisms mm-hmm. with that. And I think Sokka performatively is like the more stubborn, like the more that was my dumb and stubborn, more stubborn Dub- yeah, of them. And Katara is the opposite. But I think it's funny because. Um, we see Sokka learn so many lessons and we also see Katara uh, like holding a lot of like deeper grudges that do like are a mm-hmm. lot harder and more intractable, like a lot harder to let go. Uh, and I think that's yeah, a cool parallel right. that I hadn't thought about before. Yeah, me neither. I, I think you're absolutely right. We did forget that in chapter three, the Southern Air Temple, they pick up Momo, who is Momo! a flying leader. Yes. And I think it would have been criminal to leave him out of out of Ab- the discussion no. altogether. 100%. One of His my favorite theme themes in the show. Is hilarious. Womp, I don't know what it is. So we we might forget to talk about him, but throughout the show, it is it is incredible. There's I remember it's in a different Air Temple where they're like, I think uh, Katara gets a face full of bugs and Momo, like, yeah. you just see him, like, happily eating them. You know? <laughs> I can't explain it. It's in this season. It. It's, it's in the adorable. northern yeah, air temple. Yeah, it's in the northern air temple. Yeah. So uh. let's, let's, let's we'll pick up the pace of these a little bit. So stop me if, if there's Go anything you want to comment yeah, on absolutely. in particular. Sure. Uh, but chapter five is the king of Umashu, and it's where uh, Aang goes to the city of Umashu to find the to talk to the king to try to get to find an earthbender, really. Yeah. Earthbending master. It, kind of, but he's also there to just do the fun slides that he yes, remembers from right, when he was a kid. Right. Like And he remembers he, Again, a lot of these beginning things for him are to fuck around and have fun. Like he that's is right, that's right. he knows he has to go to the North Pole, but like he is very much like, Ooh, let's go to that water park on the the, the highway. Like He's very much, I and see that, this sign, I remember that, and let's jump in. That, that absolute sort of childish way, like, ah, wait, I know I have to clean my room, but wouldn't it be fun if we did this first? Yeah. But, what about, yeah. but like maybe I can have one more thing to slide before down we do thing. this thing. Exactly. Yeah. And the way he says just one more thing every time makes it like, yeah. very difficult to say no to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he talks about his, his friend he used to visit when he was a child in Omashu. Boomy. A hundred years ago before he got frozen, I mean, which yes. turns out to be King Boomy, the king he's talking about, and they do like a quick little reveal if you haven't watched avatar please watch that before listening to all this by the way (laughs) super good it's on netflix many twists and turns that we will be talking about because come on you should have watched it by now so we (laughs) we won't talk about her this episode because she doesn't get introduced till the second season but toff is clearly set up to be one of the strongest earthbenders if not the strongest earthbender in the show what i love about boomy is like clearly in the classical like orthodox style of earthbending he is the best he He's is like bar none yeah, the greatest right? earthbender, like of the like the Hungar style. 
um, yeah. earth bending because he does like crazy shit. This is some of the first times that we get like insane bending shown to us where he's like yeah. transforming like the the viscosity of earth like as he's fighting Aang and lifts like a, a small mountain and shoves it at him like it was fucking he, it's he a cool does duel. The, he does the he does a defensive wall and then pushes it down and then forces leverage out of it to create a pile of rubble and then shoots that at Aang. like. He, the way he fucks around with stuff is great. Um, I also want to say this is this is a this episode is very efficient at basically showing the creator's mentality with at least book one and I assume the rest of the show because Boomy essentially also puts his puts their thesis statement out for episodes in this with one thing he says after he basically lies to Ang. He's like, "Do these challenges and I'll set your friends free." And then he's like, you did all my challenges, but I got one more question for you. And Aang's like, what the fuck, you asshole? I did everything. One more thing. And he's like, what's my name? And he's like, what the fuck kind of question? Like, he's like, that's so ridiculous. What kind of tests are these? These are nonsense. Um, and once he figures out, there's a point where <laughs> Sorry, Boomy just says. Sorry, Sokka being like, I got it. It's rock. <laughs> yeah, oh, by the way, Katara has the best, like, shut down but supportive answer of that is, we're going to hold on to that, but keep trying. <laughs> like, it's just like, going to keep that as a backup, but we're going to keep him guessing. Um, there, Boomy says this thing to Aang where he goes, what's the point of a test if you don't learn anything? And fundamentally, as I was thinking about these episodes and about kind of the the season as a whole is that is essentially the thesis statement of this book is what is the point of a test if you don't learn anything because through all of the tribulations and the trials that Aang goes through at least in this book and Katara and Sokka the whole team goes through they learn something even if it's minuscule or even if it's an obvious moral episode like they learn something from it and I think that's one I think that's a great thesis to have if you're making this type of show right. and two the fact that it shows up that early plants that seed so you can look for it in every other episode right. i think that's just mwah, storytelling oh, oh yeah. yeah this 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 deserves a, another another watch through this is this is one of the oh, few yeah. shows i will come back to as soon as i don't remember everything super clearly exactly i'm, like, I'm watching it again. <laughs> well that's the reason like because i i i don't like to rewatch a lot of shows no, but this you... is definitely one that i love to rewatch. Mm-hmm. right yeah uh, the next episode is Chapter Six, Imprisoned, uh, oh, which I, I don't this episode. super care about. <laughs> we do you. weirdly. George Decay <laughs> is the voice of the uh, the the yeah. the prison guard in the Fire Nation yeah. prison guard. What's in- the name of the 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 car- the the son whose father is in the imprisonment? Han. 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 He comes back later, so remember him, I guess. But okay, dumb episode. Um, Screw don't, it. Don't care. Sometimes they just have very normal show characters bender of the week episode yeah Yeah, like han and his his dad like i don't care that it's fine yeah there's like the they focus a lot on the resilience of the earth kingdom people which is kind of cool but i'm like that's i mean that's not really the the, what Uh, avatar does so well is individual characters i think to like really fill in what we already know in broad strokes about the different nations i liked the thing that the one aspect that i did enjoy about this episode was uh katara's repeated failures in thinking that i can just say a couple of words and break yeah. an institutional systemic problem like yeah. and if i just like say the, the right the, combination the of the things, they'll get out of this mindset and they it takes 
the whole episode and a lot more shit happening for it to actually like work. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. But um, that's a fun little twist on the usual thing of, cause that episode undoubtedly in any other show would have been Katara says, yeah. you can fight. And they go, we can. And then it were like, this was, I, think you're I, right. I like that they put that in there that basically say like, you have to put in a lot more work. Yeah. There's no way you can just get away with this shit. My yeah. favorite exchange that sort of uh, like reveals that is she gives that speech, nothing happens, and then George Decay character comes <laughs> over like, even when you try, you fail. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like there's no she voice that could that. like. Yeah, it's a great yeah. A plus voice. You don't hear George Decay's voice. It resonates in your soul. <laughs> like He's got one of that, yeah. that style of voice. Um, I, but I think you're absolutely right, Brian. They, they're constantly not going the way that you would expect with these things. They don't make it yeah. easy. It's something that I, I've read about that is like very good in narrative in general, which is you always pretty much try to throw as many obstacles as you can in the way of what's happening. And yeah. the Avatar does that constantly. They don't, they don't hand anything over to these characters easily. Yeah. The next episode is Chapter 7 and Chapter 8, The Spirit World, Parts 1 and 2. Or I guess The Spirit World, Winter Solstice Part 1, Avatar Roku Winter Solstice Part Two. Also, oh okay, not a huge fan. I, this is maybe yeah. if it was one episode, but there's no reason this one was a two. I thought of it as one episode when you I did said, too. When you were talking about it, I went, yeah, that's one episode where they do yeah. that, but it's, it is two episodes. It ends up right. being boring as shit because there's a bunch of filler in there, and I don't, I don't know why. I don't give a fuck about the spirit world normally, especially when it intersects into the not spirit world. Once you're there, I kind of care about some of the stuff that's there. Yeah, like, I love bullshit. I love them talking to Avatar Roku. Anytime yeah. I yeah, can talk to like, a previous Avatar, so cool. So cool. It that does whole, set up an interesting like metaphysical thing that is a fact in this universe. Like there is a place where another like dimension of beings live that have direct influence on this world. The spirit world mm-hmm. is not a metaphor; it is a place that the Avatar will go to several times. So just like another exactly. layer. Yeah, we forgot to mention that the Avatar is also the bridge between the... What do they call the, the not-spirit world? The not-spirit the world? world? They go, the like, between world. my world and yours, between yeah, the spirit like, world and my world. Between us and the spirits, I think. Us and the yeah, spirit like, world. The material world, the spirit world. Material, yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah this... The highlights for me uh, on this sort of set of episodes were... Because that, that was an example of kind of a simple... The lesson is almost too simple for the spirit world episode, the winter solstice part, where they meet Haybai, the forest spirit, who's been trashing this city over and over again. It's definitely, it's the Fern Gully episode. Yeah, and, but no, my favorite part of it is essentially Aang just says, hey, get over it, and gives him an (laughs) acorn. Like, obviously he's being nice about it. Like, he's being like, don't worry, the forest will grow again. But he, like, basically just hands hay by an acorn and is like look you stupid idiot it's not like it's gone forever and hay by's like oh 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 you're right <laughs> oh apparently this child knows more don't about- i have egg on my face and then he just fucking walks away and it's like you dumb panda cool. you big dumb panda god A damn it you dumb silly. panda <laughs> um but it sets up the stuff for avatar roku which i fucking love yeah he's There's so cool it is good. very difficult to to take his name as seriously now that the Roku has increased I, in such dude, popularity. Dude, all I could think of was that. I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it. How do they not like have him all over their advertisements, first of all? Because they don't want to, because Nickelodeon doesn't want to let the it life go. out of them. Yeah, yeah. like they're... Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that, I... 
yeah, just I don't I don't care as much about the spirit world. The yeah. only thing I wanted to say about the Avatar Roku stuff, if we're treating these together, um, I love it. Is a basically it's a clever thing, a real legitimately clever thing that Sokka realizes. And again, this show does a great job of essentially doling out the ingenuity and the genius of the team without making it feel like it's being doled out to make sure that someone doesn't look stupid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everyone yeah. contributes yeah, 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 yeah. on some level, and everyone has their moments, without it feeling like, cool, we have to give Sokka a moment so that he doesn't just become the dumb comic relief. Like, yeah. it's part of his character. It's always and in their skill set. Yes, there's a, there's a great moment where they basically trick the bad guys into doing the thing they need that Sokka just goes, hold on, hold on, we can totally make this work. And he fucking nailed Like, it's a very good piece of observation. Um, Avatar Roku, I've seen very little of him. I've seen the stuff that's in the first book, and there's, like, two moments. There's this conversation, and there's one other brief moment that we'll talk about. And I love him because... You're going to keep loving him. I think he is so supportive of Aang, and it is <laughs> so great because Aang is like, I am 12 and I am the only airbender, and this is fucking awful. And Avatar Roku is like, stop, dude. You're the fucking Avatar. You are the man. There is no one who can touch you. You're so fucking sick. You can do anything you want, and you're going to save the shit out of everyone. And but Aang is like, you're right. I'm going to. <laughs> but he does it in a realistic, wise old of sage yeah, way. Of course. Yeah, like... He's I mean, they, not like yeah. All I, what I love is that all the avatars that that you end up seeing have like clearly completely fleshed out characters. Even though some yes. of them you only see them talk like one time, and it's yeah. still like, oh, I know exactly what that character. But you is. can yeah, you can nail them down with that dialogue. With, with Roku, it's it's like wise old sage, but one that was not allowed to just sit and meditate for all of existence. One that yeah. actually had to help and is actually there and present and has to. Like knows how to talk to people who have to deal with real situations. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Kyoshi's like this badass, like <laughs> angry at people who do bad. Like actually yeah. is willing yeah. to retaliate and and do what needs to be done. And Aang is like the full Buddhist. Eyes style. of a child, <laughs> like uh, enlightened and innocent. Um, yeah. Well, because they do the Buddha trick for him to see if he's the avatar. Is yeah. They yeah. Well, that's the uh, that's the, out, Dalai, yeah. Lama oh, the Dalai Lama trick. trick. Oh, Dalai Lama. Yeah. Sorry. Which, Dalai by Lama. the way, uh, his monk Yatso is named after Tenzin Gyatso, which is the I believe still oh, current yeah. Dalai Lama, right? Mm-hmm. Or it was the last one? Uh, the same Dalai Lama. The Our entire lives alive, have been the same so Dalai yes. Lama. Well, of course, the current one is still. Alive. Sorry, that's not what I. You know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, the uh, one, you know, the one you're all thinking of with the glasses. Exactly, yeah. that's okay. what I meant. Is the yes. one. the one, uh, which is funny because also, Aang's son in Legend of Korra is named Tenzin. Yeah. And so oh, you perfect. Have the Good full Tenzin Gyatso. Tremendous. The um, what I love in this show, and this is just an overarching comment uh, for someone who brought proverbs as a topic. Uh, like early in this, I love the way that wisdom is dealt with in this show. Like wisdom is earned and it is variable. Um, like yeah. different people have different wisdom and it's all good. Like and it's yeah. it's delivered really well. Uh, much of it comes from Uncle Iroh, who we've also criminally not talked about. He hasn't he's been, been in the show the much entire yet. time. Well, he's yeah. been next to Zuko the entire time saying proverbs mainly. The episode three is where we really should have started talking yeah. about him. Is well, because uh, Zuko's fucking a maniac with his fire but he's like i'm gonna fucking throw everything and he is like dude just step forward 
Like, well, get your root break and his fucking root. knock his out. Like, you know when you he know does come works. in more is uh, chapter nine, the waterbending scroll. Perfect. He yes! Has yes! Zuko stopped because he's missing his uh, white lo- lotus tile from their game Pi Show, which is a made up avatar game, which seems like a cross between Go and Pi Go. Uh, it's a Chinese gambling game. Well, there you go. Yep. Uh, so they stop at the same time that uh, Aang and Katara and Sokka, who I will be referring to as Team Avatar. Team Avatar. Team Avatar. To, yeah. At the same time, they stop in the same town. They go and deal with some pirates, and there's a waterbending scroll. Also, th- this I think this whole time period is like the middle of the season, so we got all past all the good like intro stuff, and we're not to all the awesome like. We're in the episodic the, times, yeah. where every episode could be encapsulated as its own thing. Yeah, because we're dealing with non-bending pirates in this one, mainly. I yeah. mean, Zuko gets involved, so it becomes a whole brawl, but... It's... Just pirates, people with swords. Yeah, we see Katara for the first time act like it make poor decisions, you know? This one, this one is a great example of a justifiable emotional outburst that doesn't seem... Like, the conflict is reasonably generated... Because uh, Katara is also learning waterbending yeah, at the yeah, same right. time that she's with Ever. So she is teaching Aang the very few moves that she knows, like how to push and pull the water. Literally, like, basics of waterbending. And she keeps turning around. She's like, this one's kind of tough, so don't worry if it takes you a couple hours to do it. And Aang is already doing it better than she is. And the whole point is... Katara starts getting resentful and annoyed that Aang is just, you know. He doesn't know, have to work for it. He's just naturally good at it. Yeah. And he's the Avatar. Like, But the way so, that she yeah. acts is like you can tell that she knows that she doesn't have any real reason to be upset. And it just makes her more yeah, upset. Like, exactly. Yeah, like she's mad good, and she's very, like, why should I? This isn't right to be mad. Yeah. Very identifiable. Yeah, <laughs> like Everyone's had that feeling. The uh, next episode <laughs> is Chapter 10, Jet. Oh, I Jet. fucking hate jet i yeah. do the, just hold to, on. for them to just come yeah. across an entire gang of full anime characters they, <laughs> it's literally so it might as well have been a crossover episode with something like fucking something else um i want to say one thing real quick to get an uncle iroh ism in there yes uh from the water scroll is zuko and the pirates start fighting like because they're basically <laughs> everyone gets incited into this fight and Iroh pulls him apart and he goes, are you too busy fighting to not know your ship has sailed? And Zuko goes, enough with the fucking Proverbs. Like, he's like, stop with your sayings. And he goes, it's not. And he points at the pirate <laughs> ship being led away by the fucking, uh, by Team Avatar. And the pirate's like, oh shit. And then, uh, and then Iroh just goes, maybe it should be though. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe it should he, be like, a he proverb. Clocks it he's like, Ooh, that was a nice little set of phrasing there. I like to uh, imagine that that does become a proverb. After yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but back to great. jet, those Sorry, jet. anime motherfuckers and jet is like this cowboy Peter Pan and Robin hood. Nephew motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. He is perfectly like, uh, the main character. What is the main character's name from cowboy bebop? It's also Spike. Spiegel. Spike yes. By the way, uh, the, the secondary character, his, his, you know, shipmate is Jet Black, so it's, there we go. you know... Yeah, it's like Spike it meets Robin Hood meets Peter Pan all at the same time. Yeah. But somehow, course, like, it's less cool, like... Less the, cool than the, all the of them. Some of the parts is, you know... <laughs> less than the whole. Whatever yeah. the bad version of that is, yeah. The uh, whole is less than is the sum of the Black. parts, yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, they have, what do they have? Jet, Smeller, B, Longshot... The, the Duke. Duke. 
the Duke. Pipsqueak. Pipsqueak, yep. And of course, Pipsqueak is the giant guy, and the Duke <laughs> is the little guy who rides on his shoulder. That's a good Pipsqueak. Uh, Thank they, you. It was, yeah. The episode is, turns out, being good because of the conflict that Katara has with, like, liking Jet at first and then finding out that he's going to destroy an entire village that has a bunch of Fire Nation soldiers in it, but also a bunch of innocent people in it. And we see that they are, the show is willing to approach subjects where it's like, okay, is it worth killing a bunch of basically Nazis? Doing the wrong thing is doing the wrong thing for the right reason, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Team Avatar decides it's objectively wrong. Yeah, well, like, and they're right. the show people, makes that clear so stance, too. like, no, 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 like, it, by any means necessary, allows for way too much evil to happen in the, in, like, in the name of good. Uh, yeah, cinematically, they definitely make Jet's, Jet himself to be evil and his crew to not know what he's up to, really. Correct. The ends do not justify the means. Yeah. Chapter yeah, 11, yeah, yeah. The Great Divide. I don't remember which one this is. Uh, this okay, is... The Great Divide is the, the two tribes, one of which are like the barbarians. The orderly and, and the which... chaotic. I do yeah. like it. I want to oh, say, I, I, I do want to say a shout out to the Ganjin Scout, who is voiced by Robin from Teen Titans. And oh, you cool. can so clearly hear it. It's not like there's no hiding it whatsoever. He might as well be saying Titans. It's fucking hilarious because I was like. What the fuck are you doing here, Robin? Um, yeah, this so is a funny. good one. Yeah, to... We'll just do it. We'll call it another filler. Uh, the Storm. <laughs> that's the one where... No, I don't remember. Oh, that one's... That, Storm's the, the good. Lesson, I will say the lesson of the uh, Great Divide is awesome, is you can just tell people to shut up and get along as long as you lie well about it. Like, Aang is like, I know right, the real right. story about your stupid two brothers. They were great. And then they were like, wow, you really knew... Uh, Wei Jin and Jin Wei, and he's like, Damn. nah, fuck him, and then they just drive away. No, like, yeah, they're not getting along for a dumb reason, so I gave him a dumb reason yeah, so to I get along. so I gave him a along. dumb reason to get together, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, but, yeah, yeah like... To, he, to be fair, he's learning how to be the Avatar on a very expedited schedule, so he yeah. has to take some shortcuts along the way. <laughs> what but is the, the storm? storm? The storm is when um, oh. I, I, they need some money, so Sokka, like, rents himself out. Uh, for a fisherman and they go out but there's a storm coming and this is the real meat of the episode is we confront Aang's guilt for the first time about not being present for the last hundred years and it's because he ran away he didn't want to be the avatar it was too much from a hundred years ago and because he made this childish decision unfortunately the world went to absolute pieces and there is the question like is this directly my fault Am I a child? And like I'm part like it it is it asks that question um, like how much of the world situation is directly on my shoulders. And it, it's a little tough because he, he runs away and then a storm catches him and throws him underwater mm-hmm. and his avatar powers encircle him in ice so that he doesn't die. And that's why he's frozen for a hundred years. Exactly. Where it's like, if that hadn't happened, he would have ran away, probably come to his senses, come back. Everything would be fine. But it's like one, this one little mistake becomes a massive mistake. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I also want to say about this episode, this is to bring in our foil, who we've been kind of ignoring because of it. This is the double backstory episode with Zook, the revelation of why Zuko is scarred the way he is, with a beautiful telling of it by Uncle Iroh to the crew of Zuko's ship. Because Zuko has mutiny. been... Zuko, yeah. <laughs> they've been considering mutiny because he, rela- he is like... I could not give a shit less about this stupid storm. Drive through it and get me the Avatar. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with him? And Iroh tells this story of how Zuko was 
so excited to get into the meeting of the generals, including the Fire Lord, his father. Um, he gets he gets set in, and they're basically like, don't say anything. Just sit there and do your thing. And he's like, okay. And the Fire Nation is setting up this plan. The generals are setting this plan to basically sacrifice an entire battalion of young recruits in order to get this thing they want. To get, like, a very small strategic advantage. Basically, like to, like, start to battle. get a foothold. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's almost hilarious that they want to do this. Um, and Zuko stands up and, you know, speaks out against this. He's like, they're, you know, all they want to do is serve the Fire Nation and all these sort of things. And, in, and to really point out that he does have a good heart, he knows it's wrong. He knows just sending these kids to get slaughtered is bad. And he's willing to speak up about it. But the fire lord is like you have to it's another i think it's another agni kai um yeah it is. The, he forces agni kai with his own son but the re well the revelation is zuko thinks it's just going to be the general he interrupted that's right and he and he turns around and it's the fire lord his dad and he's played by like mark hamill played by mark hamill best and casting choice of the show it's so it you can the, the the four lines he's given in this season incredible just hit you like a fucking cinder block it's amazing um he, he deals with this, and he do, he's like, I'm not going to fight you, father. And his dad is like, The fuck cool. you will. And he mutilates him in front of the high court of the Fire Nation. Uncle Iroh has to look away from what happens. He's so distraught by it. And it explains why he's so obsessed with the Avatar to bring him back, because it's the only thing that will bring him redemption. That's what his father told him. He gives him the impossible me, task. If of you like, bring if you me you the Avatar, back, yeah. you'll be welcomed back. Um, and it actually, the crew gets it, and they get a little bit endeared to him to the point, and Zuko also reciprocates by saving a member of the crew during the storm. Like, he actively doesn't, he's not, doesn't give a shit about fixing the ship anymore. He's like, let's fucking get this to safety and make sure we're okay. Um, it's a pivotal moment for Zuko in, in the audience's eye. Yeah. yeah. Which is continued in the next episode, The Blue Spirit. In oh, like, yeah. Kind of. Well, it's, uh... Commander who is now Admiral? He becomes Admiral, Admiral in, in this, this show. Episode, yeah. yeah, it's this like episode, the first yeah. the first scene of the B plot. Oh yeah. Um yeah. is they they managed to capture Aang and Zuko is distraught because he knows that they have captured Aang, the Avatar, and that he can't regain his honor without that. So he becomes the blue spirit, which you find out by the end of the episode. Uh and like sneaks in and rescues Aang without using any firebending, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> It, yeah, I we like see that, that like Zuko is a well-rounded person an and has like skills outside of this. Yeah, yeah he he's uh, like an, a master of double broadsword fighting and like is so fucking good at this that he infiltrates like this amazing prison that everyone's confident yeah. is going to be fine and like releases Aang for selfish reasons. He did the right thing for the wrong reasons, but Aang tries to have a redemptive moment mm -hmm. with him at the end. Like, hey, you know, I had friends in the Fire Nation. Do you think if we met 100 years ago, we'd be friends? And then Zuko, like, tries to kill him. So it's, like, a very hard yeah. episode. But he, he doesn't chase after him. He yeah. shoots one he just blast. He sits there, and like, then still thinking stops. about it. And exactly. It's, it's pretty intense. I. It's it's interesting that he, he cares more about kidnapping Aang back from Admiral Zhao than he does about capturing him, because it shows that he's clearly thinking more about his own honor right now than he is thinking about what the pursuits of the fire nation are. Um, and that, yeah, like, I think currently like that is why he is so far off track from being a good person is like, that's what he was probably going to be a good person. If he had been left alone at court 
when he was talking to the to the other fire. He could have been a exactly like. But by doing this, his focus has shifted completely to his own honor, and he doesn't have the opportunity to keep going down his path of righteousness. It's right? now a personal emotional thing because he's trying to win back his father's approval, which is. Yeah. fundamentally what any person seeks when they have to deal with that. Yeah. And I do like that, like, as a as a way that Zuko is presented as a character, like, pretty much we are shown, like, no, myopia, like, the pursuit of exactly mm-hmm. one thing at the exclusion of all else is not going to be good. Like, it, you're you, because you, you don't understand, you, like, you lose track of why you're doing it in the first place when you mm-hmm. become obsessed yeah. singularly. Yeah, which is not yeah. to, to excuse that he is being a horrible bastard this entire Absolutely time. Absolutely not. No, he's totally a bastard. No, just adds <laughs> uh, nuance. Yeah, chapter adds 14, more. The Fortune Teller. Okay, this episode I love because it sort of contradicts our thing about, like, everyone learns lessons. And, <laughs> like, this is a town. That's uh, where right. I remember it. <laughs> oh, yeah. this fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, Sokka is enraged <laughs> at this, this town episode. that is sort of, like, this. the entire town is beholden to the whims of Aunt May, this fortune teller. Like, she tells everyone's fortunes, and they, like, follow her so blindly that they ignore a literal volcano exploding because Aunt May said, like, yeah, it's probably going to be fine like before it started to happen and so they do you know incredible bending and they save the day and Sokka goes like I really hope you all learn something that you can't blindly follow this fortune teller and she goes well she said everything was going to be fine and, and it was and it was so she was right it's, and he's I you can just see him like so enraged <laughs> by the but way I it's on Wu it we're not in Spider-Man Aunt it's Aunt not Aunt Aunt you're right sorry you're right it's on Wu <laughs> I was like, that's weird. I don't remember it being not May, but he's just watched it. So yeah, this right, is right. where we, the, the one other thing of note is this is where we see a little bit of the, uh, a little more explicit of the uh, heart eyes that Aang has for Katara. Yes. Because um, in a couple other episodes, uh, in Warriors of Kyoshi, there's an interesting thing that it's easier to take. It, it, you see that development from sort of childlike Aang to more preteen tween Aang in this episode. Because in that one, he goes, you gotta, uh, he's like, I'm gonna go um, ride the elephant coin. You, and he goes, you gotta watch me, Katara. But it sounds very like a seven-year-old would say, like, watch me do this thing. Like, Look like, what I watch can do. Me. Like, basically, it was that. But in this one, he's very like, all right, I've gotten my, my earth legs back to, like, you know, I'm back on in real life with how things are. I'm going to try to romance. And then he Hello tries there. to be aloof, and it's very hilarious. Like, you know, it's all very funny. He quickly runs through every terrible thing that yeah. boys do, like <laughs> when they're trying to, to, to learn girls, how to be yeah. romantic and, yeah, like a yeah. you know, pursuit It's a good girl. episode, dude. It's, it's a good it's episode. It's a fun, good little episode. It, as yeah. far as, uh, yeah, Bender of the Week episodes go, it's a good one. It's a good Bender of the Week episode. The next one is Chapter 15, Bato of the Water Tribe. I don't so know why this, I pronounce my T's when I'm being recorded. Bato. Bato. Bato of the water tribe. I was saying of the water tribe. Of the water tribe. But normally I'm like, oh, the water tribe. Yeah, you like turn into a BBC reporter. Of the water tribe. <laughs> uh, but no, this is, a, this is a fun episode because we get a little bit of conflicting, of like conflict in the form of backstory for Aang and Katara, uh, for Katara and Sokka. Um, yes. Like their father and Bato um all leave them because they have to they have to fight in the war and do their part and everything but they they make the choice to like abandon all their families and obviously this is for Sokka at least like i don't know how to be a man because they are because i all of my examples have left like i have to find my own small child don't know yeah but he's also left to be the man of the tribe like he is 14 like he's 
He's young at the time when they leave, but he is now in the show. He's like 15, 16 or something. So he's clearly growing up in that stage where he would be learning all the father figure things without them and he's supposed to be the man so i believe he's the oldest male in the southern water exactly no, that's what, like that's why he's years. left is because they know they're like you're the closest thing we got you've got to be here to represent like and they have like a, a water mitzvah for him mm-hmm. uh where you do this like uh, become a man challenge where you have to navigate uh, a ship and like control ice dodging a team like is. ice dodging like you have to be in charge of a group of people and show that you're a leader and that's what it means to be a man in this tradition um so he does like they do a version of it with everyone and he has ang katara uh and and uh, bato all like trying to navigate this ship and he he succeeds with through his ingenuity like we start to see yeah, very much that's it. yeah that's Sokka. <laughs> like oh Sokka's a clever and original <laughs> thinker who can like apply that to material results he, he just doesn't have bending, and he doesn't care as much about having fun. But he... Uh, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, but we also see that Aang um, is still a child and is still learning, and there was a message from uh, the other men of the Water Tribe that is delivered just to Aang, and he keeps it secret because he's scared that Sokka and Katara are going to leave him. Because it's the location. Uh, this, this one is an example of basically doing a typical TV trope and not necessarily turning it on its head that much. Yeah. Um, because they do the misunderstanding where Aang is, Aang's listening to them talk about uh, Bato talking about their father right. and how all the great times they're having. And they go, um, I basically Bato goes, I'm going to meet up with them. I'm getting the rendezvous point from this messenger any day now. And then I'm going to go, they go and he goes, do you want to like, don't you guys want to go? And they go, of course. And at that point, Ang huffs out of the room. And basically their sentence continues of, of course, but we can't. We have to take the Avatar to the North Pole. And Ang doesn't hear any of that. So he's like, oh, uh, and he gets the message. The The courier comes up and goes, do you know Bato? And he's like, yeah, I do. And he goes, here you go. And it's also, the map worst, to their dad. Worst messenger ever. Anyone apparently yeah, do you could have know just said, Bato? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I know a Bato. Like, all right. Well, here's this important <laughs> cool. bit of yeah, information. Like, I can just say yes. Not exactly the <laughs> Pony fucking Express, is it there? Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, goddamn. Um, but he holds on to it. But it's another example, as Jorge detailed before, of him coming to his senses once his emotions settle down. Because then... Yeah. Probably the most selfish thing he does in the entire it, it, it really is, and it's not even that bad. Like, I get it. Because um, I mean, because yeah. it's clear that he does not care about what will happen if they don't help him. He cares about himself here. He cares he about acts, being he alone very again. Like, yeah. he, he's just found this new family, and they're going to separate from him for this other thing that they like, and he's going to be alone again, and he can't do that. Like, he can't yeah. handle that. It's That's why that I love short, that they're not yeah. afraid to, to make characters make pretty horrible decisions yeah. and show you that like it is it is very complicated you know people do a lot of good and bad things the the thing I, the thing i'm that the reason that i'm okay with a lot of those decisions is you get where they come from they don't come yeah. out of nowhere you go of course he would do that he's he 12 can't, years old he's yeah. been alone he's 12 years old and he's been alone now fully realized like that 100 years of solitude is settling in like He's, yeah, I'm a stranger in a strange exactly. land. Exactly. And these are the only two people I know, and they're willing to... It sounds like they're ready to jump at a moment's notice. Which brings us to chapter 16, The Deserter. I don't Very remember good. which one this one is. This is Zhang Zhang. Zhang Zhang. 
Jean-Jean. So this is a an avatar. This is an avatar and a uh, now Admiral Zhao episode. So uh, <laughs> oh, Aang, <laughs> yeah, Aang um, knows that he needs to learn firebending at some point, and there's this seemingly perfect candidate, a guy who does the only the first one to ever desert the Fire Nation army. Uh, who is now the deserter, Zhang Zhang. He's a firebending master. And Zhang Zhang, like, oh, no. No, I'm not teaching you. You are not ready for fire. No, we are not going to let this child play with fire. No, sir. And um, he gets his arm twisted by Avatar Roku. I was say. Who, like, Avatar Roku materializes. He goes, I have learned the elements a thousand times, and I will learn them a thousand times again. Are you going to be the one to tell me that this boy is not going to learn fire? I've been like, okay, mea culpa, fine, yeah, fuck it, like- I'll do it against my judgment, but you're the Avatar, fuck it. And Which Aang's shows that even the past Avatars can be wrong, by the way. Yeah, because uh, Aang is not ready. He ends up like really hurting Katara, but we also learn that Katara yeah. has healing powers like one of the subsets uh that some waterbenders have is that they can use water to heal the body the the thing about this episode is it's kind of an aunt Wu episode where roku was kind of right the whole time but it takes all of that for it to be that way like by the end of this episode ang may not be ready but he understands what zhang zhang was trying to teach him at the we end find out because For sure the best no because the best thing ever happens in this episode and i will not be denied that this is my favorite moment in avatar in the whole show so far uh it, there's the big conflict is ang versus zhao zhao shows up on the beachhead where zhang zhang has been because zhao is zhang zhang's former pupil who was too fucking crazy for zhang zhang and he's like i am done with this shit you're a maniac i'm out of here like, and Zhao was like, fine, I'll just yeah, fucking I have enabled come up a murderer. the ranks. Exactly. Um, and so they're fighting. Aang and Zhao are now fighting in front of the, the Fire Nation ships that have shown up. And Zhao shoots this shot, and it's fucking crazy. And he's like, uh, Aang goes, a wild shot. And he's like, I'll show you wild. And he keeps fucking throwing. And it gives Aang this idea to just start taunting Admiral Zhao. And hands down, an insult I will use till the end of time... Apparently, the most effective thing to drive someone up a wall is to just shake your butt and say their name. <laughs> oh, I'm Admiral Zhao. And Admiral Zhao's like, it's like throws fire into everything after if that. If someone like, is trying to seriously tell you something and, and you, you do go, that, it will drive them crazy. There's, so there's no funny. way to avoid the extreme rage shake that would be generated through that. Shake your butt and say you're them. Like, that's... And it works because uh, Zhao yeah, works like, like unwittingly like destroys his entire fleet, and he go and Aang goes like, "You've lost this battle." And he goes, "You haven't fired a single shot." Like, nope, but you have. Exactly. And he like then we pan over to like the absolute destruction that yeah. Zhao, not paying attention, is done. Like, cool. I understand that fire is dangerous. Don't play with matches. Exactly. Which then brings us to chapter seventeen, the Northern Air Temple, where a bunch of people have come and taken hold and they now have a bunch of crazy flyy technology and there's a mad scientist there and he has built horrible weapons for the fire nation we find out by the end of the episode he is also like another version of someone not quite paying attention enough to what he's doing um he is for the Mm -hmm. sake of progress and for the sake of like saving his group of people is destroying and polluting the northern air temple and that's what ang sees immediately like you've taken a beautiful place and you've destroyed it and you're like yeah but i was trying to protect people like i don't care this is like (laughs) this was also here you dick 
And that that uh, conflict it seems important at first, but when you find out that he's not only destroyed the Northern Air Temple by building all of his weird machinery there, that he's actually built weapons of war for the Fire Nation, the conflict completely shifts, and all of a sudden, many more people are on the same side. Everyone's him like, and what "Fuck he's you, done. dude!" And I, I don't. I mean, I. He's not in charge of an entire country. You know, he's in charge of a small group of people. It's a group like, of refugees. It's also yeah. a group of refugees. It's not even like they went on an expedition. They were fleeing from tyranny, and then tyranny found them again and said, we're going to fucking take this over. And he went, what if I make weapons for you? And they're like, fine. But so, the, thing uh, is, yeah. the, the issue is that he has built tanks and war balloons yeah. in a world where there are no tanks or Correct. war balloons. Yeah, like it's it's very clear that this guy entirely by himself is Project Paperclip. Uh, like he is, <laughs> yeah. he is all of the science. He is a one man behind. Von yeah, Braun. the now because yeah, like it's <laughs> we see it. Like uh, the Fire Nation is a like mid industrial nation, and no one else even comes close uh, to that level of technology that they have. And we see like, oh, okay, cool. This one guy is responsible clearly for a lot of it. Um, <laughs> fuck you. But it, it is. It does. I think it shows us that complicated point that. Someone brought to desperation through fear can absolutely make the wrong decision and unwittingly like uh, extend that same situation that made him fearful in the first place to mm-hmm. other people. Like just because you were scared for your position, you still have to take responsibility for how much damage that your response to that is now causing other people. Yeah, he yeah. was he was scared for his band of refugees and an and incident or accidentally ended up making it way worse for everyone else. Because well, that's why I'd was say just, it's, exactly, yeah. it's less not paying attention and more cowardice. More yeah, cowardice. exactly. Yeah. Or was, being, like, I don't, I don't think succumbing you can call, to your fear. I don't think you can say not paying attention because he knows perfectly well yeah. what you're he's right, doing. You're like, right. There's, there's no obfuscation of that. And he's not like, I'm so happy about it. He's like, I gotta yeah. fuck, I have to fucking do this because I gotta make sure everyone's safe here. But he still and, yeah. walks around pretty goofy and happy all the I, time. You're right. Which, which makes for a good reveal, but it also makes him kind of a monster. It, it kind of sour, it kind of darkens the other happy go like You're like, wait a minute, why were you so happy about this? Yeah, because <laughs> like, you see, like, in his crazy mind, like, I, I think think one of the ways that um they write the character and how he's kind of soothing his own soul about this is he talks about like oh i made a self-knifing job it only took three tries and he's like cut off three fingers like cool. yeah, yeah. you clearly have like a limited view of what safety is <laughs> <laughs> and, like of what the power of your inventions are and he treats that same shameful uh, like building the weapons for the Fire Nation, I feel like there's that same like this is how he's soothing himself while he knows he's doing the wrong. Kinda, like yeah, yeah. I, kind yeah, of, yeah I think it's, it's an element that, yeah. of that character. There's some of that, yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. So we'll get into the 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 final section of this season now. It's chapter 18, the Waterbending Master, and then the two parter, the Siege of the North, part one and two. The finale. Uh, the last three episodes of the of the season. They they arrive at the uh, the war- Northern Water Tribe. And they have, this is again more like, I think typical issues where they have that uh, the water bending master is training Aang and doesn't want to train master Katara. Paku. Paku, yes, and does not want to train Katara because she's female. Yeah, and we, he, she convinces him through showing how good she actually is. She proves her worth in a battle against him. Which I think is a little bit more of, like, traditionally how narratives would play exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. Again, they, the benefit for them is they also have amazing fight choreography and animation yes. with it. Like, all of these are based on real martial arts that we've talked about. Um, and you can see examples 
both of the raw martial art and how they adapted them for element bending in all of these fights, and they're absolutely tremendous. Um, and sure. that that's what helps this Paku Katara thing, because even I was like, wow, a society that doesn't let women be warriors. Cool. Our, yeah, like sort of, it's a very stereotypical... It's a trope we've seen before in a lot of these types of shows where the woman has to prove herself that she can do it just as well as Fight the guys. the boys, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, Which is fi- not, it's not fine. Not to belittle that point because it, no, it's, it's a very good it's, one. But I'm only belittling that it's used almost to the point of cliche now. Not that it's a bad point to bring I, up. It's just that it's constantly used to try and make a female character seem like she's more than she is. Whereas with Katara, this has been simmering the entire season. Like, yeah, this I think is a, a breaking point or an exclamation point on her situation. It's just relative to other episodes of the series where mm-hmm. they've done more interesting things with these same types also of that, issues. Yeah. Like, it, it, it is just a little bit more normal in, in its behavior. Exactly. So, Katara is my favorite bender of this entire series. Um, And I'll get into, especially in books two and three, like why I think she is the coolest bender of all of them. And this is that first fight um, she has with Paku when she's just like, nope, fuck it. I'm not going to apologize to you. You're a chauvinist pig. We're going to duke this out right now. And he's like a 70 year old master, like the best of the Northern water. I'm like, all right, little girl, let's do this. And she makes him break a sweat just because she's because you see it uh, very early on that when Katara (laughs) is angry, like just the raw water bending force, like she destroys the entire iceberg that Aang was in because she's yelling at Sokka for being a sexist. (laughs) So we have that sort of reduplicated here. Like, no, I'm fucking tired of this. Men my entire life have been telling me I can't fucking do this. And we're I'm. I'm I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Like <laughs> knuckles are cracked. The the poncho is off. Let's fucking do this. And she does like incredibly creative things. Like she builds uh, one of my favorite moves that she does that we never see her do. And you can see her like come up with it on the spot. Is she brings up a pillar of ice and just starts slicing the smallest sections yeah. off and launching them as just razor discs like <laughs> at the master. And it's clear they're like I didn't see this coming because at one point you yeah. th- that great shot where he turns and in slow motion the perfectly reflective like atom thick disc of water goes by like oh fuck you can see the surprise right now yeah Yeah. it's a really cool fight it is very cool until he really decides to end it and just freezes her in place and is basically like i could have done this the whole time he doesn't even just freeze her in place he shoots he breaks up a thing of water and sends ice spikes all the way around and imprisons her like he, he puts her Perfectly down. incapacitates exactly. and doesn't like, injure. Doesn't hurt her at all, but like very clearly stops her and is like, enough. And I think that is exactly when he sees her necklace that indicates that she is the daughter of his old love interest from before. And exactly. that is actually why he lets her train with him and not because of how powerful she was. Yeah, not Which great. to Had me is the phone. equivalent of just like, oh, I care now because I have a daughter. Ex- you know, basically. Like, like, yeah, so that's... Yeah, so they it's, do. Not, it's not my favorite point in the... I think they, mm-hmm. in the way they do it, they manage to pull it off. Like, we know that Katara deserves to do this because she's incredibly powerful and this is wrong. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, 
old man doesn't suddenly become good. Like he does that old man thing and like, yeah, I'm sentimental. I'm going to do the right thing now for the wrong reasons. Like, well, you didn't really learn anything, did you? Yeah, but, but they, whatever. But unlike other times that they do that, the characters don't treat him that way. They now treat him as like kindly old man Paco yeah. who is their friend and has done the right yeah, thing. Right. I, yeah. I, I, get, I get what you're talking about there. If he um, starts training girls on yeah. the whole... We'll have a different conversation. Well, we don't see, see evidence any of that. Well, I didn't see any of that. Yeah. I will say what's interesting is in the follow-up episode or the start of the Siege of the North, that, that sort of the art, the finale proper, um, Katara has beaten back every single protege student yes. uh, in Master Paku's class. So he And he treats her like a star pupil, not just the, yeah, the sure. granddaughter of the woman he wanted to bang. He is like... Anybody else want to fucking step up to Katara? And there's <laughs> Ang is fucking sitting there dicking around, like making snowmen, like bending snowmen together. <laughs> and he's like, Avatar Ang or Student Ang, would you like to step into the training circle? It seems like you've had enough time to figure things out. And he's like, You're right. Watch this. And he makes himself into a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> or have you already mastered waterbending? I wouldn't say mastered, yeah, but exactly. check this out. And he does the snowman <laughs> trick. It's a very good trick. But yeah, so oh. I got some problems with Baku, but sure, yeah. it's no. not okay. It's fine he to certainly, have problems he gets, with characters. He like, like, yeah. redeems himself the least of any of these like moments of change for characters that are, like, yeah. are typifying the show at this yeah. point. Well, it's, I mean, like sometimes they have characters that don't redeem all the way, but like the show treats them as such. You know, I think yeah. this is probably the biggest disparity with where he actually gets to and how the show treats them, right? I think you're right. Yeah, That's fair. 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting dynamic. Um, uh, but then this goes directly into the Siege of the North, like you were saying, where the Fire Nation led by Admiral Zhao arrives to come fuck shit up. They're attacking. We won't get into the details because we're running long right now. But uh, okay, he gets <laughs> past like the actual siege when he actually gets into the Northern Water Tribe. He arrives at this special little lake that they have where there's two koi, and it turns out that they are, represent the spirits of the moon and ocean. Uh, ocean. ocean, like I was. They saying, are like literally the moon and ocean spirit that decided to give up their immortality and join the material world as these two koi fish. They don't. They can be killed now, but they don't die, like of their own accord. They're like elves. Yeah. And so yeah. Admiral Zhao now <laughs> wants to defeat the Water Tribe by destroying the Moon Spirit, killing so he can the Moon, moon Spirit. Slayer, yeah. <laughs> because Water Tribe people, their bending gets weaker if when it's not Moon is up, and apparently goes completely away if there's no Moon. There's words for these. It's called nighttime and daytime. They're stronger at night, I, and they're weaker during the day. They specifically talk about the positioning of the moon. I, the yeah. full moon is their maximum strength. I, I would venture no, as far but as to way, say no. if it is day and the moon is up, just, they have more power. It was just the way you said when not moon is up, they are weak. Not and moon when time, moon I, is not down, when, they are not weak. Like when the moon <laughs> goes sleep, we do yeah, not have water like, bending. <laughs> day Sorry. and night are based around the sun, which is for Fire Nation. Moon is different. Uh, we do. I like this. Um, I like this episode because we we have been hinted so far that Iroh, like something's up with Iroh. Like he seems way too cool, like way to too cool, way Nation too wise guy. to yeah, be a like Fire Nation general. Like everyone has this reverence like, God, you are the best Fire Nation person we ever had. And we now know he is the Fire Lord's older brother. So like this sort of thing has been questioned. And now we really see Iroh like step in like, uh, one of my favorite lines in the series, when Zhao is about to kill yeah. the koi fish, Iroh stops him and 
Jal says like, oh, why am I not surprised mm-hmm. by your sudden but inevitable betrayal or whatever <laughs> the line is. what he says. And Iroh says back like, Jal, like we all depend on the balance. Anything you do to that fish, I will do on you tenfold. Put it down. And it's like the coolest Dude. fucking line. Yeah. He, yeah. Delivered masterfully. Uh, and so Admiral Zhao does the little fake out and then does kill the, the spirit and everything goes black and white and, mm-hmm. and horrible and Aang comes back as the crazy Aang pops into Avatar estate. Yeah, yeah he like merges with the ocean spirit. That's that's the thing I haven't yes. caught in previous iterations is that he is not only entering Avatar they estate, locked but he's also merging exactly. with the uh the ocean spirit. And he becomes a he... giant fish monster. <laughs> giant fish water monster thing and fucking and just it's everybody is just like the the water tribe all come out and start bowing to him as he just comes as this godlike creature just yeah. like what's literally murdering their, everybody in the fire nation by the literally way. their god and like yeah. at this moment like they've been safe for a hundred years and this is the point where the water tribe might be like taken off the, the most, face of the earth yeah. and then like from the water tribe perspective like their literal god the ocean comes and godzilla's this entire fleet yeah like down yeah, super cool. He's just knocking the whole fleet back. Admiral Zhao tries to get away, doesn't doesn't work out. They definitely directly kill him. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, we have we well, have the out that like oh the ocean spirit killed him. Like that was Aang's hand. <laughs> Aang's was doing it. Like. I I will also say this. This is this to talk about the sort of a series lo- or a season long arc is Aang says this directly where he's like. I had a chance. I ran from this once. I'm not going to again. So he, that's why he steps in and locks with the ocean spirit to fucking bat away. Because presumably this is what he would have done when the air nomads were invaded. Because he knew, like, there was a tribe in trouble of serious harm from the Fire Nation. And he didn't do anything the first time a hundred years ago. He ran away. And then now he's like, I'm not going to step away. And he finally embraces that, like, I have to be the avatar. I have to protect everyone from anybody who is doing harm. And he starts blowing away dudes, definitely killing people without a thought in his head about, like, the worry of that. All to very epic music. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's all black and white except the water that is the ocean spirit and Aang with this blue, like, hue and, like, light streaming from it. It's mwah, A plus. It's a, it's a Gendi Tartakovsky esque, like, use of yeah. color. Because um, Gendi Tartakovsky is the guy who did Samurai Jack and Powerpuff Girls. And especially in the fourth season of Samurai Jack, where he was able to do it on Adult Swim, you see some like really masterful uses. Like, yeah. I like strong contrast, and color is the only defining feature in my animation at this choice, at this moment. Exactly. And the same thing is done here with great effect and like excellent payoff. Like, artistically, really fucking cool. Yeah, I thought there's a particularly powerful moment when he's taking Admiral Zhao. I mean, basically he just like reaches up out of the water to grab him and pull him down while Admiral Zhao is having a fight with Zuko. Yes. And Zuko reaches out to try to help him. And at first Admiral Zhao reaches his hand out and, and then he pulls it back and looks away as yeah. the moon spirit and Aang, Aang, who definitely is Aang, still in charge, <laughs> yeah. drags him off to the spirit world forever. Or to the bottom of the, the Arctic Ocean. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. uh, spoiler well, alert, Legend of Korra, there is 
in like one of what is basically a spirit world jail where people go in and lose their minds oh, for all he... eternity. Oh, and shit, you see Admiral Zhao shit. rolling around, like roaming around Good. in there, still looking Holy for the Avatar. Shit. Fuck him. That's very wild. wild. Yeah. Good. You, he, yeah, literally dragged to hell for uh, yeah. for eternity. No, Fuck he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's in a lower circle of hell, basically. All well, right. you see, like, I love the, the psychopathy on two levels with Zhao because he wants to existentially change the world. Like, he wants to remove the thing that the moon does to the world, like for a military victory like i shall be zhao <laughs> the incredible zhao the moon slayer zhao the invincible and then uh so that's like a, a genocidal maniac's pride and then that one thing like oh no i'm not accepting help from yuzuko even at the point where my life is my life is moot my life is forfeit like no i'm not gonna accept help from you and just yeah. like it's like oh yeah it 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 is it's a great ending for zhao i yeah I don't even exact. I know it's complicated. I don't know exactly what is going through his head when he pulls pulls his hand back, and it's not it's not I because the show did a bad job. I think it's just incredibly complex. It's ambiguous. It, exactly, yeah, it's there's a lot going ambiguous. on with why he pulls that away. Because yeah. I always I always had some feeling that he like had regretted what he had done, particularly when Zuko still tried to help him after everything, and it is yeah. like him allowing himself to go, feeling like in shame. I don't know. God, we could spend an hour talking about yes. that. Like we we'll have an entire it. episode about the fall of Admiral Zhao. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's, Imagine it's, putting it's that incredible. as like an episode title. The ten seconds that where the one moon moment spirit where... and Avatar: The Last Airbender drags Admiral Zhao down to hell forever. <laughs> oh, we should also mention that um, Sokka's girlfriend, or like princess first Yue. real love interest, or second love interest, Yue, who is the princess of the Water Tribe. Uh, we find out that she's only alive because po- a portion of the moon spirit's life like revived her as an infant, and so she gives that back, and she she forfeits that portion of her life, like her spirit. life, to be the moon spirit. So now Yue is the moon spirit, which is a fun thing that comes back. Like Sokka wistfully looks at the moon, like, "Man, I'm still into you, Moon. Oh, really into yeah. you." <laughs> I would say at this point, Suki was more of a like interest, and then uh, correct Yue is a love interest. Is a love. They spend. All of the episodes we were talking about that they're in the Northern Water Tribe. It's several months, right? It's uh, weeks. It seems it's like, like a week, a couple of weeks, an indeterminate period of, of time where enough development can happen. Exactly. Like Katara can like solidify mm-hmm. masterhood, masterdom of water bending, at least like enough to where she's the greatest of the students. She, you know just, what I mean? It's uh, great enough that she is named as Ang's master. Yeah. Once yeah. that event is over, that she will be teaching him the it's rest of the water. Crazy, yeah, crazy that normal masters take decades to learn. Mm-hmm. It. Katara learns in a few. I think it's a few weeks, even if that's not what I'm saying. Days. Like maybe a month. Like Aang learns all like three elements in under a year. Not to masterhood though. They are pretty like he just learns. They them. reserve master status from he, him. He learns them, and he's gotten thousands of years of a leg up on like you know what i mean yeah. so it's not but, uh, like yeah but again this is one so, of the reasons katara is my favorite bender because she doesn't have any of that she is just raw powerful but a normal bender and like through pure grit and determination and talent like becomes a master so yeah. fucking quickly but I, I mean it's just it's for me for me it's always difficult because you shouldn't be able to no matter how much raw talent yeah. you have be able to learn things that quickly because also sorry for the spoiler brian but Sokka gains sword mastery yeah. in less in than one episode. 24 hours <laughs> so that one that one is unfortunate because it's very clear that they time it to one day it's, it's less God, than damn a it, full guys. day he goes in and comes out and it's like i am one of the greatest swordsmen ever nonsense, <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> that is that it's a good episode and it's definitely one of those like 
Yeah, okay, I know we had to make Sokka cooler, but fuck that. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Okay. We'll come back to it. Uh, um, that's 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 season one, though. And I, I'm sure we will cover more from that as we can... Because uh, everything is just always interlocked. And as we continue to go through the series, there'll be probably more callbacks to this season the same way we've been calling forward to the next two seasons. <laughs> Absolutely. So, guys, um, on the topic of Avatar, The Last Airbender, book one... Are we friends? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Easiest one yeah. ever. I've had a smile on my face Dude. this entire time. Yeah. Like I forget like how audience look at the is. episode length and you'll get the answer on one. Yeah, like I could do another hour right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we had to, um, we sped up a lot to not make dude, it. We too, burned too through long. like eight episodes of just like, yeah, whatever. Something happens and we don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't well, forget to a, cheer on Brian since he has to watch all of book two in this next week. week in a week. Yeah. Yeah, so please post as many Avatar The Last Airbender memes as you can and tag us in all of them. Um, and you can tag us at our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at underscore are we friends, all one word. Or you can always hit us up on our website, r-we-friends.com. Dot com. Dot com. I also want to bring attention that we are bringing back our live show of Call of Cthulhu, Outlaws and Old Ones. This week on Thursday at 7 p.m., we will be airing the second episode, which, and after that, we'll be airing the episodes every week. So this Thursday at 7 p.m., check out our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash theoutlawsnetwork, all one word, at 7 p.m. for the second episode of Outlaws and Old Ones. Yes, and unfortunately, we will not actually be live for it. We've already recorded it, but anybody who is available will be there in the in chat, chat to hang too. Out. So we can spend even more time chatting with we you. Can so do... extra reason to come and watch it live. We can do director's commentary. We will also be posting uh, the last time that we last week we re-aired the first episode mm. just to get everybody in the mood, and we did not moderate the comments, and we received the most detailed ASCII penis that I have ever seen in my entire life. So the comment section is something to check out. Even if you don't want to watch the show. If you like dick, come check us out. Hell yeah. For that big dickin', again, that's twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network at 7 p.m. this Thursday. Um, I have been your teenage love interest co-host, Taylor. I have been your Sky Bison, Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. And we will come at you with the second book of Avatar next week. My cabbages!